Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the first session of Tavern Watch Plays the Weirs, or Into the Weirs, as I've seen it called. Uh, as always is the case, I'm very terrible at remembering what it's called. Uh, I'm Matt, I'm the first DM of this campaign. We're going to have two. Myself and my co-DM, Joe Perez, are going to switch off on a semi-regular basis, both so we get to play and also because we're weird. Um, and like to do weird things. So I'm going to have Joe introduce himself first, since he's also playing a character this game. Uh, Joe? Hi. Uh, well, I'm Joe Perez. You may recognize me from previous podcasts, um, but I will be playing uh, Delver, who is a Warforged bard. Uh, I'm a robot man. I like to play robot musical instruments. Okay. Uh, next up, Anne, if you don't mind introducing yourself and your character. Oh, yes, that's fine. Sorry, I'm on push to talk and crazy. So um, my character is Kiska. She is, it's just Kiska, but she goes by Kiska of the Underdark. She's a dark elf. She's a drow um, druid who is going to be interesting because, yeah, I've never played a druid before and I've definitely never played a drow before. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Okay. Liz, if you don't mind introducing yourself and your character. Howdy. I am Liz. I am playing Isra. She is an emerald gem dragonborn, and uh, she is a ranger. It's going to be real exciting. I've never played a ranger either, so we're all in this together, Anne. And finally, uh, Andrew, if you don't mind introducing yourself and pronouncing your character's name. Uh, I'm playing uh, Krayl. The full name I gave him was Krayl Josh. He is a half-elf swords bard. Okay, and so right now I'm just DMing. So I won't be playing anybody except I guess I'll be playing everybody else. So we will we'll be playing everybody works. everywhere every time. Yeah. This is just how this works. But uh, right now, 
what I need from y'all is to roll initiative. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. I, I know. I'm I, looking yeah. for my button. Yeah. Like, I'm legit. with you. Okay. Yep. I'm oh, serious. 22. I guess I'll. So you I find yourselves in Theodore. Theodore. <laughs> no. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that was Hold nice. on. Just hold on until I tell y'all. And then I'll ask. Okay. Okay. Kiska, what initiative did you get? <laughs> Natural 20 for a 22. Okay. Uh, Creo, what initiative did you get? 21. Isra, what initiative did you get? 23. Dear God, this is going to be a very fast <laughs> party, apparently. We're so good. <laughs> Delver, what did you get? A gentleman's 10. That actually works perfectly. Thank you. Now I will be doing some dice rolling of my own. <laughs> you know, it's always a good sign when the, uh, the game starts and DM says, roll initiative. Well, you know, starting off with a bang. And it's not just the game starts. It's the first session of the game starts. <laughs> I mean, you got to start somewhere. Why not start in the middle of the action? Alrighty. Ordinarily, Isra, with that roll, you'd be going first. But <laughs> because that doesn't quite happen. You are in a large circular underground chamber. The It is roughly 150 feet in diameter. There's a tabled rotunda in the middle of it that is 60 feet in diameter. You are all standing inside that tabled rotunda. And a giant crystalline platform that goes up to the ceiling uh, has just been shattered by the strike of an enormous crystal hammer in the hands of the warforged paladin who has been with you up until this point. As he smashes it, he goes, Surrendering form! And Delver, you come to consciousness, aware of everything that has just transpired, aware that you are in the tomb of the horned god, and you and your friends have been sent here by your contact in town, Greasy Fingers, to prevent this group of people that you're now fighting from activating an ancient god, a monster known only as the Two-Horned One. Okay. Isra, now, now you're up. So I'm, I'm fighting this Warforged? No. He is nope. a member of your party. Uh, okay, he's, that's... He's the, the other person that Delver is sometimes. You know him. You don't know why they keep switching between people. It's one of those situations that you just kind of accept as happening. Uh, his name is Repentance's Opportune Hand. But he just shifted. And as he shifted, you literally physically see him change. Like, okay. his armor shifts to a less aggressive sort. The hammer literally disappears. And he gains... You know, uh, he's much more bardish, for lack of a better word. He, d- he does not have all the aggressive accoutrement of the paladin. Uh, now he is switched to a different mode. You you had seen uh, Repentance take a massive amount of damage from the giant minotaur thing that's been fighting him, the, the, the remains of the two-horned god. And just before he fell in battle and thus shifted back to Delver because that's what happens. If one of them goes to zero, they switch to the other one. Um, He brought down this giant crystalline pillar and he buried most of the Minotaur God's followers. You can see the the table rotunda shifts as this giant crystalline thing falls down and completely crushes more, more than half of the followers. There are some left hard to see in all the chaos, but there's the one that was most pressing the giant Minotaur skeleton has been driven back away from Delver as Delver comes and takes control of the body. It was the paladin's last act. Now you see a giant minotaur skeleton that's sort of braying and spraying off pieces of itself from the attacks of the the now-gone paladin. 
there's also several strange, pallid things. They're short, stout. Their skin is a bleached white. They're covered in strange runes. And they're standing around looking stunned as the, the chamber half collapses. This has also exposed the giant glowing horn that uh, Greasy Fingers told you would be in the area. It's right in the middle of the room now. And you know you need to get that thing and destroy it to prevent the, the true two-horned god from returning fully to this world. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for the Minotaur. I'm going to try and keep the Minotaur, uh, I don't know, busy? Uh, so, okay. bonus action, Hunter's Mark on the Minotaur. Okay. And uh, I'm going to try to hit it with my bow, because I'm a ranger, and that's, that's what rangers do, I think. Already? Uh, that's an 18 to hit. That definitely hits. And I have to learn which dice to use this time around. Okay. Uh, that is not a lot of damage. Um, that's eight damage plus two, so ten damage. Okay. Uh, how large is this room, by the way? Oh, it's easily 60 feet across. Okay. And it's surrounded in a chamber that's 120 feet across. The whole place has been carved out of the rock. Um, not And not inexpertly either. It was actually really well done. Whoever did this is extremely good at building. In fact, uh, Kiska, do you have any sort of history? History with? It just would have to be the history score. Do you, do, like, do you have any points in it? Or is it just... It's a plus one. Go ahead and roll. Also have... Ten. Uh, Kiska's the only one who would understand it. Uh, you got a ten? Yes. This was carved by Drow. Oh. And it was carved not by the Drow of your your people. It was carved by the under the Underdark... Um, Exiles, the ones that were your people have banished for worshiping various forbidden gods. Ooh. You can tell this because there are various markings on the wall. Uh, one of them indicates the god that's known only as the Chaos Bringer. And that's not something your people worship because the Chaos Bringer brings chaos and nothing else. None Do of you, this is good. Yeah, this place is. The Two Horned God uh, is not the Chaos Bringer, but then again, maybe it is. You don't, you don't know for sure. Uh, but at any rate, you, you do know that this place was carved by Drow. Uh, so okay. Israel, was that your whole action, or are you doing anything else? Because you bonus That's action, then you attacked. You're going to move, or are you going to stay yep. where you are? Uh, how far away am I from this thing? Um, it was fighting the paladin, who was trying to keep everybody from getting swarmed. Mm-hmm. It's about 20 feet away from you. Delver is 10 feet away from you. There's broken remains of pillar between the two of them at the moment that causes rough terrain. Uh, and then everybody else is with you. And the, uh, uh, I'm, the strange little people are actually behind the Minotaur. I'm going to back up and get some distance from everybody. Okay. How far and are you going to move? Um, you can move up to 30 feet. Uh, you can't move more that, but... I'll, I'll back off about 20 feet. I just okay. want to get some distance from every. Okay, that puts you 40 feet away from the Minotaur, and about 50 feet away from the little lumpen strange people. Okay. Yeah, this, this bow has a lot of range, though, so I'm, I should be okay. Okay. Then uh, that's your go. Kiska, you're up. Okay. So the little dudes, how far away are they from me? They're about uh, 10 to 20 feet in a scattered way. They're not like all clumped up. There's one directly behind the Minotaur thing. Uh, there's one that's like a good 20 feet to the left and, ar- and around the circle. That one is actually like currently dodging bro- you know, falling crystals. And then there's a third one that's like 10 feet to the, to the, the right 
and a little closer, like that one's probably about 40 feet from me. Okay. Um, and she just attacked the Minotaur, right? Yeah. You, the Paladin was fighting it before anyway, uh, but you saw her shoot the Minotaur, yep. You're also aware about Delver and uh, and the uh, Opportune. They, they, you know that they switch. You guys are all familiar with that. You've seen okay. Repentance come and go all the time. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Hang on. Sorry. I have so many spells. Okay. Um, are those the, the, the little dudes? Are they like within 20 feet of each other? Roughly? Two, two of them are. Two of them are. Okay. So I'm going to cast Web. Um, and that's... Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. I think there's... Yeah. You have to make a dex saving throw for that. Okay. Um, and it turns it into difficult terrain. Um, on a failed save, the creatures are strained. Excuse me. Okay. What's the difficulty on that? Uh, deck 12. Okay. Okay, they both fail. Okay. So um, they are restrained. They can use their action to make a strength check against my spell save. But um, the webs are just as a note point of order. They're flammable. They are. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> if anybody wants to set those on fire, that would be a good thing. Um, okay. So that was my action. Hang okay. on. Let me see what I've got for bonus actions here. Oh, okay. Um, that I don't need to worry about. Okay, so I'm going to move back a little bit away and kind of like spread out so we aren't clumped up. Okay. But I'm going to say that takes you... How far are you going to go? You have 30 feet, so... Like 15 feet? Not okay. too far. So you, I'm going to say you take a... Since you said you don't want to clump up, you go to the left on a diagonal away from uh, Isra. Yeah. And uh, you're a little bit closer than Isra is as she went back 20. But okay. you're, you're both back there but you're not very close to each other about like 30 feet away from each other okay yeah that'll do it and that's it for you yeah that's all i can do creo you're up okay does minotaur or any of the other people speak or do i speak there or do they speak under common or elvish or common or uh, you don't know we just attacked we didn't try talking with them you when you got here you were immediately attacked by them and Paladin took a grievous axe wound from the Minotaur and using the last of his strength, smashed the pillar to create some distance and give himself the chance to switch to Delver. Uh, so Delver, that's literally like the first round that happened. And then you, you guys, they got a surprise round basically. And now you guys are in the middle of it. You have not attempted to speak to them because literally out of, you were like, hey, where is that crystalline horn? And then boom, attack. All right. Then, as a free action, I'd like kind of ask them about their god, and I'll try my three. I'll try common first, then under common, and see if any of them respond about uh, who is this uh, two-horned god that you all are. Oh no, you would are... know. You would know the two-horned oh. god is. This is something you were sent by Greasy Fingers. You're you're fully aware of who the two-horned god is. Two-horned god is only a god to like various you know creatures of evil. Um, including, you know, humano humans, humanoids, whatever. It's just, it's a god that basically wants to come forth and kill all the other gods and, and murder all the other peoples of the world who don't worship it and eat them and, you know, destroy everything. Uh, sometimes it's called Baphomet in some, on some worlds. Uh, here it's just called the Two-Horned God. All right, uh, so we're talking is, kind of demonic. Yeah, it, 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 it's only a god if you're willing to accept that it's a god. It, it does not, it, it's a demon, but, you know, that that's... That's splitting hairs for some people. I see. And so I have every reason to believe I need to kill this. Uh, well, certainly that even if you didn't, like, even if you didn't know about the two horn God, uh, these, they are trying to kill you. 
like that you saw that thing drive a, a great axe into the side of the paladin and it wasn't it wasn't pleasant looking all right so there's no reason not to just pull out my rapier and just right into it. yeah i mean you have to go up to him he's about 15 feet across difficult terrain to get to him all right so that's my full movement and were any of the little guys within five feet of him uh, one of them is within 10 feet of him. The other two are both about 20 feet away. Because they are currently stuck in a web. All right. Well, 10 feet doesn't do me any good. So I guess that's just a big slash of my rapier. And okay. No, that was a natural one for a seven. Yeah. No. Uh, you are surprised at how fast he is. Like you, you, you draft forward. And what it's interesting is he uses the fact that he is a giant skeleton to his advantage. Because he just moves a little, and you pass through anything that would have been flesh and so forth. He's just a skeleton, so you're literally just stabbing rib, and not even stabbing rib, stabbing between ribs. Uh, ah, yeah. It was actually quite deft. Uh, you're, you're a little impressed. He then moves to, tr- to try and bind your weapon in his bones, which is something he can do. as, a, as a, So I need you to make a dex saving throw. Uh, difficulty 14. Oh my gosh, my... Uh... My whole opening move was just terrible. That's that's an eight. Um, yeah, uh, he takes your sword with his ribs. He actually literally just twists his body, uh, and your sword goes out of your hands. Oh God! He has taken it. That's his. That's one of his abilities. Wow, that was. He chuckles, and uh, do you speak um, abyssal? I do not. No. Okay, then you don't understand what he says. Does anybody here speak abyssal? Negative. Okay. Nobody understands if and if no one speaks abyssal, no one knows what he just said. Yeah, I don't. Well then, I just stand there dumbfounded. That's my turn. Okay, that's your round. Next up is the Minotaur. He says something else again. Oh, actually, no. You, some of you speak Undercommon, right? Yeah, I'm a Drow. Yeah. Yes. Who? Which of you speak? Actually, it's it? weird because it's under languages. It says I don't. It doesn't list Undercommon, but I'm a drow. No, you can speak it. I'll, I'll just let okay. you. Undercommon's a weird thing in 5th edition. They kind of have it, but they don't. It, so, yeah. Just going to let it let, let go. So, Kiska, you speak it. Creo, you speak it. Does anyone else speak it? I speak it. It's true. Okay. Uh, Delver, do you speak it? Nope. Okay. So, the three of you I'm hear him saying... I'm too fancy a lad for this. The three of you hear him saying Undercommon, Well, then... I guess I'll kill you. And he's looking at Creo when he says this. And he swings his giganto axe. Do, 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 do. Let's go to that attack. <laughs> so does a 22 hit you, Creo? All right. So as a reaction, I'm going to use uh, silvery barb. So I say, uh, swing again, please. And so. Okay. Uh, and so you have to reroll. Does a 16 the- hit you? Oh my gosh. Well, so much for that. But I also get to, it's, it still hits, but at least I get to um, give someone advantage. So I give, remember names, uh, I give Isra advantage on her next attack or saving. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. But yeah, that's still hit. Alrighty. You take 13 points of axe damage. It's so slashing. That, that does not sound good. It is uh, going to be also, uncomfortable. You need a DC 14 strength saving throw. Oh, no. Actually, you might like this. This might actually be good for you. You can oh. get knocked away. Okay, I, 18. Oh, you succeeded? <laughs> well, then you don't get knocked 10 feet away from him. And But on the other, on the upside, you don't get knocked prone. It's, it's okay. I've got okay. you covered. But yeah, that is his go. He has done his things. Um, he then turns to the, the little 
things, whatever they are, and goes, earn my patronage. Uh, and Delver, you're coming, you're fully online. You realize that uh, repentance has been gravely wounded, but you're fine because that's what happens when you guys switch and you're up. All right. So the Minotaur just took a swing at the bard, the other bard. Correct? Yeah, you, he, he hit him. It was okay. not, it was a pretty substantial hit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that was a fair chunk of uh, Creo's health. So am I, I correct? It was. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty bad. Uh, so Delver is going to look at the Minotaur and in common uh, is going to say, where did the cow spend all of its money? And then he s- waits for a beat at the cow and like little like weird metallic drum sounds coming out of nowhere. I'm going to need him to go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw because I'm casting Tasha's hideous laughter at him. Oh, luckily for you, that's not his best score. <laughs> but he rolled a 15. Oh, uh, my God. Meets it, beats <laughs> it. I'm exactly at a 15. Oh, that's unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. Uh, but I am going to use my bonus action to uh, spend a bardic inspiration, and I'm going to go ahead and I, I apologize, Andrew. I'm going to get the I'm going to get the names right. What's your character's name again? Creo. Creo. Just Creo is going to get five temporary hit points. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, I can do this to everybody. Uh, everybody is going to get in the party is going to get five temporary hit points. And you can immediately use your reaction to move to your full speed without provoking an attack of opportunity as I use my mantle of inspiration. Okay. Is anybody moving? Yeah. I'll, uh, he's got my sword, though. He does have your sword. So I guess I got to stay. You don't have to stay. And I mean, honestly, you always get you your are, sword back when you, he's dead. You are not a frontline fighter. I would, Delver would highly recommend that you extricate yourself from the situation. I am a sword. Yeah. I'll stay and drink my sword next turn. Okay. I'm, Okay, everybody else, you can immediately use your reaction to move up to to your speed. So, and you get the five temporary hit points. So we don't have a large party, so everybody gets that. Uh, I'm gonna well, move another five foot back. You could have moved anyway, though. Oh, but well, you can do it now. So yeah, sure. yeah. Now you're twenty feet away from the the guy. Okay. And I will, and um, I will use my movement to implant myself between uh, Delver and Creo, or between uh, Minotaur and Creo. Okay, Minotaur is right there. They are. Fife there, like in melee combat, you, there's no room for you to put yourself right between them. But I'm going. I'm not. Uh, he's not on top of me, so I'm going to move into to melee range with the Minotaur. Yeah, so that, that you can do. Yeah. You, but you can't interpose yourself. Sure, 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 sure. Plank him. So uh, who else? Israel, you were talking. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll back up a little more because I've seen how bad that is. I'm going to back up like another 10, 15 feet. Okay. Uh, so that's everybody, correct? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. First guy tries this, fails. Next guy tries to get out of this, fails. Third one that wasn't in the web uh, tries to, yeah. Delver, I need you to, what's your armor class? 16. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't hit you. Uh, The third one drew some kind of strange blade weapon. It looks kind of like an axe, but if there were like two blades each coming out one side and he throws it, and it goes past you and does not hit you. Alrighty then. That was his go. He he moves up into melee range as well. But that's everyone who could goes go. So we're back up to Isra. You are up. I'm gonna try shooting at the Minotaur again. Okay. That is another eighteen. That will definitely hit. Uh, so let's see, that's uh, that's thirteen damage from the attack. And five more damage from the Hunter's Mark. Ooh, nice. So 18 damage total. Ooh, he's 
definitely feeling this. Um, his bones around his head are starting to crack. Like you can actually see like when the arrow like stabs into him, they actually hit between his horns and you see the bones of his head starting to crack. He is definitely between the wound he took from the, the paladin and the beating he's taken from your arrow sense. He's not having a good time. Anything else? Okay. On your, anything, you uh, anything else? You've still got your uh, bonus no, action. And uh, I don't, I don't have, I don't have any right now. So okay. that's it. <clears throat> Alrighty. Kiska, you're up. Okay. Um, let's, sorry. I've got like all of these spells and, oh, okay. If I, okay. If I summon a beast, can I make it attack? Like right after I summon it? I believe so. I think you have to use a bonus action to command it to do something. It depends on the actual wording of it, but usually... Yeah, what spell are you using? Uh, it's summon beast. Okay, could you, like, real you fast forth, look and see? Call forth a bestial spirit, manifest in an unoccupied space. Uh, when you cast a spell, you choose an environment, blah, blah, blah. In combat, the creature shares your initiative count, but it takes its turn immediately after you... So, yeah, you could it would attack after you cast a spell. Okay. All right. So... Um, I'm going to two things. First off, bonus action. I'm going to cast Healing Word on Creole. Okay. How much is that? Five. You heal for five. Sorry, it's not a lot. <laughs> but you've got five hit points back. Thank you. Uh, and that was bonus action. And then for my action, I'm going to cast Summon Beast. And I'm going to summon, let's see, a small beast, a baboon, an angry baboon. Okay. Um, when this animal appears, because you're mostly, you've been to the Underdark uh, you have not actually seen a baboon. Well, um, I'm looking at but, see, but, I'm I'm looking at the small beast examples that they have on the five E thing. Oh yeah. wait, giant centipede. Would that be something? Well, I was going to say what appears is your uh, interpretation of a baboon. Oh, okay. I was going to allow that because I think it's funny. So you get an underdark version of a baboon. It is. It so is it's like a very, Yeah, it's very pale. It's got you know. It's like these, albino with these yeah. like glowing eyes. It's yeah. really creepy looking. <laughs> it's a very it's a terrifying baboon. Uh, it, it, and it, it what does it do now that it's here? I'm assuming it appears right next to the Minotaur. So what does it do? Okay, so it has actions, and one of them is maul. Okay. So I'm going to have it maul <laughs> the Minotaur. What um, kind of damage does it do? It bludgeoning, piercing. Oh, piercing. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead, um, maul. Spell attack modifier to hit. How do I? What do I do? Just the actual it? animal itself should have stats. No, it's it's a bestial spirit that has its own stat block. Yeah. She just determines its appearance. Yeah. So it uses your spell attack modifier. If you go to the spells tab in D and D Beyond, it should give your modifier up at the top of that section. Modifier so, is a plus two. So okay. you would roll the D twenty and add two. Okay. Twelve. Uh, twelve will hit him. Okay. He is not hard to hit. Now, hang on. Uh-oh, I lost him. Where'd he go? I'm so sorry, you guys. Don't worry about it. Okay, so it's 1d8 plus 4 plus the spell's level piercing damage. Spell is second level, so 1d8 plus 4 plus 2. Yep, 1d8 plus 6. Just 10! Okay. And then uh, it makes this noise that it's not a baboon noise. <laughs> it's just a terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible sound. <laughs> it beats its chest. <laughs> it, something about the damage didn't do a lot um, but it, it did it did hurt him but it didn't hurt him as much as you'd hope okay well Mr. Baboon gets to hang out so he's just gonna stay there okay that's that's it for you that's all your actions and such that's all my actions my bonus actions and I'm gonna stay where I'm at Creo you are currently standing in front of a giant minotaur skeleton that has your sword inside of his body um, 
there's also a giant albino baboon thing just appeared. Uh, you don't know what that's up with that. You do feel a little better, though, so maybe the baboon is a helping baboon. You're not sure. Um, there's also uh, Delver is next to you and is trying very hard to get you to leave, but your sword is right there. Uh, what are you going to uh, do? So would it be an action to retrieve my sword? Almost certainly, yep. Okay. And You're also going to have to beat something to get it out because that's a part of this thing's ability. Okay, let's do that. All right, so make a... Honestly, for you, you can use dex. Go ahead and make a dexterity uh, check. This is a check against something. It's an opposed check. So okay. roll a d20 and add your dex bonus. That's what that you got? All right, hold on. He got a, a natural 20 for a 21 total. Uh, he still got your sword. It's it's wedged in there good. God. All right, then I guess I will also healing word myself bonus. Okay. Uh, oh, you're almost back up to full. Um. And with that, I am also crying a little after it was said that he's easy to hit. And It is easy to hit him, but you just <laughs> rolled really low. <laughs> you rolled a 7 and an 8, man. It's not my fault. No, Kreo, like, he, he knows he's a trained uh, fighter, and yet this is his first time fighting a, you know, skeleton minotaur, and he's just like, what? why is this so hard? Okay. It is the servant slash avatar of an ancient evil god. <laughs> I mean, you know. But yeah, that's it for you. That is it for me. Alrighty then. Top of the round for the Minotaur skeleton monster thing. Uh, is he gonna? Uh, yeah, I guess he'll try that. Does uh, a twenty-two hit you? Who? You, Creo. He, he's focused on you. Oh, you. You know a twenty-two hits, yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, DMs just always say that. There's no DM ever actually just looks at you and says, "Oh yeah, that's gonna hit you." They always ask you. I don't know why. I'm also realizing I need shield. Okay, only nine points of damage. It's but you great. need to you need to make a DC fourteen strength saving throw or be pushed up to ten feet away and prone knocked prone. So up to you, buddy. Eleven. So you fail. Oh yeah. So you're knocked back ten feet. You are now out of melee with him. So that's the yay. The boo is that you are now prone. Okay, so now I'm knocked onto my back. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's his go. Oh no, actually he can do that. He uh rears up and Delver, you think he's going to attack you? But he doesn't. He smashes his feet into the, his hooves into the ground, and everybody make a uh, DC twelve dexterity save. Twenty two. Okay, Kiska. Nineteen. Okay, uh, Creo. Uh, Twenty. Okay, so Delver, are you the only one who failed? Delver. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that is. Uh, I was muted. Uh, yeah. No, I, I rolled a uh, a ten again. This seems okay. to be an ongoing theme. Um. You are the only one affected by this, but uh, what happens is the area under your feet, like he splinters the ground with his hoods, it is now difficult terrain for you and in about like the next 20 feet around him. But everybody else was either out of range but or I'm not made knocked safe. prone. You're not knocked prone. It's okay. just that you're standing in difficult terrain now. That's fine. But it's just difficult terrain for you because this is a magical ability. That's fine. All right, and that's his stand. So he's done. And Delver, you're up. The only uh, effect on you is that difficult terrain. It didn't do anything else. That's fine. I'm going to stab him twice. Uh, so I'm going to then switch to my rapier, uh, since I'm already in combat with him in melee. Uh, and then I will use my bonus action, because I have two weapons. So I'll start with the rapier okay. first. What is with these dice today? That is an 11. You need to make a dexterity saving throw, DC 15. I'm going home. Uh, that's a nine. You lose your rapier. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fine. Now he's just got, t- he's like shish kebabbed. <laughs> he's got multiple rapiers stuck in his bones. Yes. 
That's fine. I'll use my bonus action to hit him with the dagger. Okay, please I, roll goodbye, a 12 or goodbye, higher. Dagger. Nope. Oh my god, roll another <laughs> DC 15 save throw. That's a 21. So I have okay, my dagger still. Okay, keep your dagger. <laughs> this, you're like, I know what's going to happen. No, you're not getting my dagger. But now he, uh, he's uh, now standing there with two rapiers in his body. Okay. Well, that, was, that was pleasant. Yeah, that's it for you? You're not moving or anything? No, I'm staying in, nope. I'm staying in combat with him. Okay. First guy. Nope, he doesn't save. How long does web last? Sorry, I have a cat in my face. Uh, it lasts for an hour. It's a concentration. So, okay. All right. Uh, I, I have a point to make. Summon beast also. Oh, is it concentration too? All right, I'm going to let you have, have that because I didn't call it. That was my bad. That's it, my bad. I the web is going to fade. The web is going to fade next round, and let, if you keep okay. the beast up. Okay. But I'll let you have it for this round because I should have called that myself. If, um, if you look at the spells, there's a little C next to them if they require concentration. That's the trick. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was my yeah. bad. Sorry. All right. So for this round, however, Learning two of these experience. guys are not doing anything. Uh, the third one, though, is going to... He, he moved into melee, so uh, let's see what he can do. Not much. He's just going to... That thing he threw to stab the Minotaur. He has another weapon in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to try to stab somebody, but it's not going to be the Minotaur. Um, yeah, he's just straight up going for you, Delver, because you're there. Yep. That tracks. Uh, he rolled a seven, though, so ten. I just kind of, uh, like, bat the hand away. Stop that! No! Bad whatever you want. This All is right, very that's, unpleasant. That's his round. Um, he just... Yeah, he's that's nothing. He can't do anything else, so he will stand there. Uh, Israel, you're up. I'm gonna hit the Minotaur, hopefully. Who who here has a perception above 15? Passive perception. Nope. That looks to be Isra. Isra. Okay. Uh, you feel the entire cavern beginning to shift. Like the ground under your feet, everything. There's like definitely some rumbling happened. That pillar might have held something important up. Um, the, uh, everyone? And while, while, you're, while you're noticing this, the, the horn that is exposed now, that was inside the crystal pillar is pulsating and it's pulsating faster. Like you get the sense oh, that I when it's, that. when, when the pulsations become a steady light, mm-hmm. this might, this might be something that will happen. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm going to shout out saying the, the horn, something's happening and I'm, I'm going to try to hit it with an arrow and see what happens. You're shooting the horn. Can I like yeah, the horn absolutely. is the thing that's, that's yep. absolutely. This is you the thing. Mm-hmm. That's like is the horn the thing that's that's glowing or is there a different gem nope, thing? Yep, absolutely. That is the thing that's glowing. You uh, well, it. I'm I'm gonna see if I can uh, if I can shatter it with an arrow. All right, roll and roll to hit. Uh, that is an eighteen. That'll hit. Um, hmm. did you move? You didn't move Hunter's Mark. You left Hunter's Mark on the Minotaur, right? No, I can't. I can't move Hunter's Mark unless I recast it. Oh, I can cast it, no, but I did can. not. Okay. You did not. All right. Just roll your straight damage then. Uh, that is a 10. I was... Okay. All right. Two things happen simultaneously. The, Minot- <laughs> the Minotaur, who is like preparing to just ignore Delver and go over and kill the guy on the ground, um, turn, like, tur- sees what you're doing and goes... Nah! It doesn't even get the no out as the arrow flies like, right past him, smashes into the horn, and divides it. It literally cuts the thing in half. And as each piece falls out, the light that they're giving off intensifies and then Uh-oh. snaps. That's like this 
popping sensation. All of you kind of have to look away for a second, especially you, Kiska. Kiska, you're not. This is not fun for you. Um, but the Minotaur shrieks, takes. Yeah, he is still up, but you can see like his body is like pieces of him are falling out. Both of the swords that are stuck in his in his rib cage just fall to the ground. He is like. He's trying to hold himself up with the giant axe. Like he's literally pushed it to the ground and he's using it to hold himself up. Uh, the two guy the, the two guys who are trapped in the web, um, the web actually, I'm gonna say at this point the web fades out because you cast that spell. Yeah. Uh, they they turn and run. They're like, nope, and they nope out of there. They are they use full movement. Uh, they go into the darkness of the giant cavern and are gone. You can't see them. Um, actually, yeah, no, you couldn't with their movement. Uh, does anyone here have dark vision to 90 or is it just to 60 in most people's cases or even less? Uh, the only I'm one that might would be the only one that might be with Dan. I think. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. Where would I find that? It would be on your character sheet. Features and traits. Yeah. On the left hand yeah, side, right, senses, like it says passive wisdom perception. It's like under that. Oh, dark vision, 120 feet. Yep. You see them. They are now at the edge of the rotunda, which is 120 feet in diameter. They, I mean, not the rotunda. The uh, the the entire cavern is like 120 feet in diameter. They are heading for like a large opening, and they're gonna get. They're like probably gonna leave unless you have something they can hit someone like who's like 100 feet away. I do not because they have double move to get there. All right, there's one of those guys left. Uh, he's still in melee next to the Minotaur, who is very looking very very bad. Uh, but is that it for you, Israel? Are you doing anything else? Uh, that's it. Okay. Um, actually, actually, I'll move thirty feet forward. Okay. You bet. Uh, put you about twenty feet away from them since you had moved back before. Yeah. All right, Kiska, you're up. How far away am I from Minot? Uh, you moved back just as far, so you're about fifty feet from him. Okay, I'm gonna move up to where I'm within thirty feet. Okay. I'm gonna cast a cantrip, Thornwhip. Thornwhip, not a concentration spell. No. Okay. It's Go it's ahead. just a cantrip. All right. Go ahead. Um, melee spell attack. So that's use your spell thing again. Just oh, do... okay. It should already be baked into the spell, I think. If it has a thing to click on, just click on it, and it should tell you. Oh, natural twenty. That hits. He dies. <laughs> he had one hit point left. Okay. So you, you're go ahead and describe what you do with your thorn whip. How do you kill him? Yeah. Um. <laughs> she just like hauls back, and out of nowhere, like. From somewhere up her sleeve, it's just really weird. This whip, this th- like just whip of thorn comes sliding out as she pulls her hand back, and then she just like throws it forward, and it does this kind of like the Spider-Man web whip thing, and mm-hmm. like wraps around his neck, and then she just yanks. <laughs> yeah, and she you watch as Kiska just kind of steps forward, does this thing, and then pulls the Minotaur's skeleton head right the heck off. Just like it actually like goes the lash the, the vines go into its eye sockets as she rips it right off the body, which then falls down to the ground, leaving behind just this giant glowing axe. Uh, that's it for that. He's gone. There's one guy left now, and he's like, "Uh, but the god isn't supposed to lose." But he doesn't say anything. He just has that look on his face. Do anything else, Kiska? Um, let's see. Well, that was my action. Um, bonus action. No, I'm good. I'm gonna stay where I'm at. Okay, Creo, you are up. Wait, she saw her uh, cave. Oh, baboon! Baboon gets to attack. There's okay. Yeah, there's a guy there. If you want to attack him. Yeah, the baboon just going to turn slowly and look at the dude that's standing there and just like lunge. <laughs> Alrighty, go for it. Hang on. 
Okay, 1d8 plus 6. No, you have to actually hit him. Oh, yeah. D20 plus your spell bonus. Uh-oh. Uh, 11? That's not going to hit him. Okay, then Baboon just sort of like takes a swipe and then kind of looks in himself. He, he, the thing is, whatever this thing is, is very quick. It manages to duck under the Baboon's attempt to maul it and is like, not liking its odds. Um, okay. But yeah, Creo, you're up. All right, so then I cast... Uh, so I just kind of, since I don't have my sword yet, I kind of like hum this weird uh, tune into his mind, these dissonant whispers, if you will. Okay. So he needs to make a wisdom saving. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, six. Nope. All right. So he takes 19 damage. Okay. And Dang. Then he dies. And wait, if he's he, still alive. He's not. Uh, he's dead. You okay, killed him. Right then. Something else would have happened, but. Like, literally, all the veins around his <laughs> neck and on his face just stand out really tense, like he's, you know, like he's having trouble in the bathroom. I'll just be up front. And then he <laughs> falls face forward onto the ground and is dead. Okay. The then. baboon looks really uh, Delver, you're up. So everything is dead? Everything is dead. The entire. Now you can all feel the chamber shaking the two halves of the horn are on the ground and now when they were they were glowing they were a bright blue but now they're like sort of seething with like a reddish quality uh i go and retrieve my rapier and then i go and pick up half of the horn okay it's currently seething with a reddish quality in your hand but it doesn't hurt me it doesn't do anything other than seethe and at that point i look at everybody we should leave yes now and then I will Cut use- to a montage, yeah. unless you guys really <laughs> feel like describing this, of uh, very fast looting. You all just grab whatever looks Get valuable. The Get yeah. the axe. Yeah. Yes, the axe. There's actually the a there's a fair amount of of other treasure here as well. There's there's other people have come here to attempt to stop this from happening, or part of the cult, or whatever. There's been sacrifices. There's a bunch of stuff around here. Um, I want. Person with the highest perception. Uh, who has a good investigate check? My investigation is a plus three. My perception is a okay. Anybody else beat either of those? My perception. Perception plus six. Okay, so what's your investigate? Zero. Okay. Person with a six perception. You can roll your perception. Uh, if anyone has a better investigate than Delver, you can roll your investigate. Otherwise, Delver, you roll investigate. Uh, you're getting advantage from her roll. Essentially, she's she's buffing you, but I want her to roll her perception to see how good that goes. Okay. So you um, roll your investigate with with advantage. You roll perception. Uh, I rolled I rolled real bad. I rolled a three. Okay. <laughs> so that's a nine. You still get advantage, but she doesn't. I rolled a twenty one and a twenty one. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's that's good. Um, you find two hundred and twenty assorted gold pieces. Writing this down. A jeweled comb. That looks to be, it's too big to be for like a, a human or anything humanoid that, you know, it's, it's like for a large size creature's hands. Um, with worked in, uh, it's worked in silver with, you know, two emeralds, a very large diamond, you think. I mean, you, you know, maybe a diamond and a couple of rubies. It is, you don't know how valuable it is, but you're positive it's worth something. Um, there is, of course, the giant axe. Uh, unless somebody casts something to detect magic or what have you, you just know it's a really big axe. It's made out of what I, looks to be I can bronze. identify later. Okay. Um, it looks to be made of bronze, but it didn't take... It, it cut into Repentance and did not take any damage from it, and Repentance is Warforged, so he's made of stone and metal. So you're pretty sure it's magical, but you don't know for sure. Um, there's 
two platinum pieces. There's roughly 15,000 copper pieces. That's going to. That's a lot. That's a lot. Wow. It is also somewhat heavy. If you, you know, I'm not enforcing hard and fast uh, inventory but rules, <laughs> but getting 15,000 copper pieces out of here is going to require some kind of magical bag. If you don't mm-hmm. have it, you can't get it out. I and keep not. in mind, 15,000 copper pieces is like 150 gold. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not, it's probably not worth the trouble. Because as I pointed out, I don't out, have a the, bag, so I'm the, not even bothering with it. The ceiling is falling on you. Yeah, I'm not worried about like, the copper. Okay, I'll, there's hmm, anything else you're saying. I'll grab a handful. I'll grab a handful of copper. Okay, but just there's hand. there's also various weapons and such around the place, most of which are broken and old. One of which, although it is not, you don't know if it's magical. It doesn't look like it's magical. It does look to be very very old. It's got a bit of patina on it. It is a a long it's, it's not a rapier, but it is a long, thin blade similar to a rapier. It does not have a basket hilt or any kind of guard around the hilt, um, but you think you could adapt fencing techniques with it. It, it is made out of material you don't know what it is. Uh, you can make an arcana check if you wanted to try and figure out what this thing is made of. Well, I think we take it for now and then yeah. check it later. Yeah. But then you rush out of the place. I, Delver grabbed one horn. Is anybody grabbing the other half? Yes. Okay, so Kiska has the other half. And you, there's an exciting escape as the place collapses and you all run out the front door and you know you, you don't look back as the rubble of the tomb comes bursting forth because cool guys don't look at explosions. Um, and yeah, that's it. You are now standing in the Skyhome Mountains, specifically in one of the many, many tombs of the Cenotaph Gardens. Uh, and you're, that's, you're done. You have successfully defeated the, the cult of the, horn, the two-horned god. What do you do now? I check everybody for wounds. See who needs healing still? Uh, at this point, I think the only person who is actually wounded is uh, Creo, and Creo yeah. was, was healed up pretty close. Yeah, but then he got hit again. Yeah. Yeah, I can be on a short rest or heal myself if we're going long. I'll, I'll cure wounds you, just because why not? You're a six. going to look at the, get a, get an, the horn that he's got. Get another eight okay. hit points back. So, Kiske, you're just looking at it, or are you doing something specific? I'm kind of, like, examining it to make sure that it's not going to, like, explode or something crazy. No, it doesn't seem to be doing that. It is seething. Like, there's, seething. like, little... It looks like if you had taken, like, a, a a red-hot coal out of a fire and you could hold it in your hands without burning yourself, as it cooled, the way it would, you know, shift and the red lines would be under the surface. It's like that. It's okay. not hot at all. There's no heat coming from Is it fading at all? Like, is the seething fading? Nope. Or is it just constant? Nope. It stays the same. Okay. We should get a good distance away from here, friends, and maybe make camp. I will be more than happy to identify everything that we have there. Also, I should probably check the internals. I feel fine, but repentance definitely took quite a nasty thump. Almost immediately, yes. Please give him hell for that when he wakes up. In your head, you hear, I'm fully aware of what you're saying. I know, but I want them to give you hell. It's fun. It brings me joy. He doesn't say anything to that. And you guys hear my side of the conversation, because when we're talking, I definitely talk out loud. How long have we been adventuring together? How how did this This is your started? second gig. Okay. Your first gig was one we'll do in, eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> but right now, you've, you took this job because a friend that you've made in town, Greasy Fingers, who is a goblin alchemist slash artificer, uh, needed you to go and get them the horn for uh, something important they're trying to make. For reasons. Yes. 
<laughs> Get oh, me the horn for reasons. Supposed to destroy the horn? Hmm. No, well, that's obtain the horn, not destroy it. In, in point of fact, she did actually tell you that it was perfectly okay to smash it. Okay, she just good. wanted what good. was left of it. Uh, because you know, she also didn't want the god thing to come back. That was mm, also yeah. bad. But you know, if, when you're done, bring me the horn, and I'll pay you. So how far? Actually, get the half a horn and kind of yeah. going. How far travel are we are from you sure back this home? Is safe to hand over. It's about six hours uh, to get back to um, the weirs from here. And uh, it's what time of day, roughly? Uh, as you come out of the tomb, um, I would say it is probably sunset. Yeah, uh, it's camp. hard to tell for sure because you're in a mountain. Right? You're at the foot of the mountains, and the mountains sort of obscure exactly where the sun is. But if it isn't set already, it's getting there. Uh, a point of fact, I look at the horn and I, I look at you and I go, no, I'm not certain it's safe to hand over at all. But that was the job we were paid for, and we should honor our contracts. Regardless, though, I think we should find a pleasant spot to make camp and rest for the evening, as it is almost dark. You know that you do know enough about Greasy Fingers to know that they're not malicious. They may not always be the smartest. Well, they are actually very, very smart, but they might not always do the, the wise thing, but they're not going to do anything sinister with it. That much you know. It's still up to you. If you decide you don't want to give it to her, you don't have to give it to her. Do I know that, or does... Your character would know that. Okay. In fact, you're the one who came up with this tomb, because you know the area around here, the underground area. You're the one that that knew that this tomb was here. Creo wanted to investigate it because there was this rumor of this god. Okay. But then he found out that it wasn't any kind of god that he'd be interested in. So... (laughs) Well, as long as it's in two pieces and it's not, you know, threatening to explode, I guess we're okay. So, I was going to say, unless you guys have another idea, you're you're setting camp? That's what Delver said. Yeah, Isra will, like, look around and see if there's a good, like, scout around and see if there's, like, a good, safe-looking location. That's not a problem for you. Uh, you you grew up in these mountains. You know yeah. uh, you know them fairly well. Uh, you it takes you like five minutes to find a place that's got good coverage that blocks most of the the, the approach routes. It doesn't take you very long. Uh, it's it's a it's actually a hollowed out giant tree um, that okay. you can you can park yourselves in. The the there used to be these enormous what we what on earth we'd call a sequoia type trees in the area, um, but they they fell thousands of years ago um, during something that the dragons don't talk about. Their remains, however, are very good to, to camp in. It's not a problem. As we're setting up camp, I will uh, make my way over to, uh, to uh, Isra, friend. How is the young one? I assume so point of, point of order question. Do I have, do I, your level this three. dragon? Yeah. 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 So I have a hatched, hatched dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what have you named it? Wow. I, I wrote down a name and now I have to remember what it is. As Delver comes over and asks, and as you're, you know, thinking, uh, the mm-hmm. little dragon pokes its head out of the giant quiver that you have with all the, the holding <laughs> stuff and goes, ah, yeah. His name is Rika. Yes, Rika. It, like, looks up at you with enormous eyes, like, like a kitten <laughs> that is hunting. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll glance down at her and be like, well, she seems to be content. Meat. I'll, like, see if I have any like jerky or anything in my pouch which i probably probably try to carry around because dragon yeah that's probably yeah we'll just say you have some what do you like do you break off a piece what do you do yeah i break off a piece and like offer it make a deck save <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is hazardous uh nine you go to break off the piece and before you can even get it broken off it's just gone 
<laughs> the entire chunk of jerky is just gone. And yeah. Israel's like, um, 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 um. and then it kind of like, like uh, Reika's like, um, 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 um. can't quite get it down because it's dry jerky. And <sighs> so there's like a lot of noises and then it just vanishes. And she like, you see a bulge in her throat <laughs> as she works it. Uh, since we, I don't know if you covered this. This is a silver dragon, baby. Uh, no, it is a, it's, it is an emerald gem dragon. Okay. It looks up after it swallows, it looks up, looks over at Delmar and goes, do you have meat? I'll give it a small piece <laughs> of, uh, uh, I will take one of my rations and I will uh, look at, uh, at Isra for approval before I give it. Yeah, she'll nod. Then I go ahead and toss it at it. I do not put my hand near it. It's gone before you Smart. can even, it's just whoop. Smart. Like, actually pops up and into the air with its little wings and catches it in its mouth and swallows, but it can't actually fly. So it works its wings really hard, doesn't actually stay up, and then just kind of like descends back into Isra's pouch, like into the pouch on the quiver. Where then it then wraps itself around the quiver and kind of climbs around to be back up on the shoulder level so it can look at you. And <laughs> just looking around, looking around, looking around, looks at Kiska and goes, Meat? I kind of my rations to see if I have anything more jerky, actually, and go, Is it all right? She's she's a growing she's a growing dragon. So I'm gonna... it's all right. You can give me meat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and and. Did you give it to her? I, I did you cut out? Oh, I'm gonna break off a piece of the jerky and like toss it. Sorry. She uh, actually this time she just stands up on Isra's shoulder and like kind of like bats at it with her her paws or claws and gets it in both claws and then just kind of like punches down and is like <laughs> chewing on it. Okay. There's chewing happening this yeah. time. That's, she looks like she's actually <laughs> slightly less hungry. Okay, good. And when she's finally done, uh, she like looks up, looks at Kriothaj uh, and goes, you didn't give me any meat. All right, so. Make a charisma save. <laughs> <laughs> this this little dragon is a health hazard. 12. As okay, own. you fail. You fail the save. I feel like um, all children. <laughs> You very much want to give this animal some meat. Whether or not you do is, you know, you're not actually compelled, but you very much would like to give this animal some meat. Okay. So then it's, I'll break it's the giant eyes and like kind of like have it like torn out ahead of time and then kind of uh, juggle a few pieces in one hand. So I'm already like juggling it into the air. So if she goes for it, I know my hand is safe. Okay. Yeah. She actually, hmm. She's, she's eaten enough that she's not frantic. So. She just watches you do that and thinks it's really cool, okay, but doesn't yeah, doesn't come forward, doesn't take any. She's just watching, like, ooh, dancing meat. Okay, and then I'll very like easily toss it to her, so it's not like throwing it or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a nice, nice underhand. You're not like whipping it at the the poor thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. She she grabs it out of the air, uh, wraps her tail around it, wraps her body around it, and is just kind of like holding it and like kind of like chewing on it a little, like almost like teething on it except not quite but you no, nonetheless she's eating it but just taking her time this time she's eating enough that she's not the meat. <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> i like meat. we know we know she doesn't seem inclined to get off your shoulder yeah yeah i'm i'm sure i'm used to this at this point and then i'm gonna spend some time and start ritually casting uh identifying everything we've we pulled out Okay, so that's 10 minutes. Uh, is anyone else doing anything else while uh, Delver is spending 10 minutes casting Identify? If we're, like, kind of camping and eating and stuff, I will pull out my dulcimer. If no one knows, it's like a stringed instrument. And then just kind of, like, play 
relaxing music while we sit around. While Rika is, is you know, cuddle eating her meat, she also manages to dance around to the dulcimer. <laughs> and despite the fact that it is a somewhat sedate tune that uh, Creo is playing, she does not dance in a sedate way at all. She is like literally bouncing and flipping and hopping and taking chunks of the meat and just, just having a grand old time. Sometimes uh, she flaps find- her wings really hard trying to get up into the air, and when it doesn't happen, she comes back down and looks really sad. Why? Mm. You'll you'll get there. You'll get there. So that's uh, Delver's doing that. Creo is playing his music. Uh, Isra is dealing with Rika. Kesko, uh, what are yeah. you doing? I'm going to like actually kind of roll out a bedroll and like make myself comfortable because frankly I'm exhausted. Okay. Uh, ten minutes pass with no issue. Uh, so what are you casting? In, are you casting uh, identify? Yeah, ritually casting identify on the objects. Okay. So uh, the axe, are- the sword thing, and also the yeah. horn. Okay. Um, the uh, and the comb because the comb. Uh, the the horn. It is no longer active. Um, at this point, it is just a big chunk of what was called in some campaigns residuum. It is essentially just magical essence. It can be used in various enchantments and castings. There's nothing specific about it anymore. It used to be an item called the horn of the of the the, the horn of the of the two horned one, and it was used to summon forth that thing you fought. Uh, it had various other abilities involving creating portals to the abyss and so forth, but all of them are broken. Hopefully, has, we didn't need any of those things. No. Uh, unless you wanted to go to the abyss, I mean, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows what tomorrow will bring? Definitely don't want to go to the, the abyss. I'm just going to throw that out there. Right now, it is basically useful in creating of magical items and and artificer craft type stuff. Uh, it is. I mean, you could use it also. It, it would if you kept it, you could replace spell components with it. Okay. Like it's worth five thousand gold worth of spell components. Like if you if you say you needed a hundred gold gem. You could take a hundred gold gems worth of this off of it, and then you wouldn't need the gem. What was our contract for? How much payment? Uh, actually, she didn't tell you. <laughs> I'm gonna. You were going. You were going here anyway. I'll let a, I'll because... let everybody know how much this is worth. Just in just in case we need to renegotiate the terms of our uh, payment. But that's the uh, the horn. The there is a magical enchantment on the comb, but it's not a magical item item as such. It's just that the the comb is is cat has a spell on it that will keep it from decaying or tarnishing. Okay. Uh, it's probably very valuable, but it is not like it don't, won't give you a plus one to anything or anything like that. It's just never going to tarnish or and the gems will never fade or, or get destroyed. It will be preserved for, for a long time. Okay. It is very clearly of elven mate. Like you don't even need to be like an elf. You don't even need to be Kiska. You, you know, looking at this thing, it is of elven. Duly noted. We got the, the axe. Yep. The, the axe is a plus two great axe. And no curses or anything on it? Uh, no curses. There is a power sleeping within it, but that power is not something you can touch. You do not know what it is. You just know it's there. It is not malevolent as far as you can tell. Uh, in its current form, it is a plus two axe. Plus two great axe. Okay. You hear uh, repentance in your head. Just saying, I wouldn't mind that. I'll... Strap it to the back. It'll be waiting for you. I lost my hand. Well, now you have an axe. Oh, uh, right. Sword. No, I look at everybody. Nobody minds if Repentance uses this axe, correct? He Since he lost I his hammer. Use it. That's fine with me. Just being courteous. I appreciate that. I have no use for such things. All right. And what's use this? it well, Repentance. Uh, and finally, the last item is a plus two luck blade. Ooh. 
and a rapier is a rapier shaped luckless. It is not quite a rapier. It is actually an elven sword called the Tatai, but it's used like a rapier. It's just very, very old. It's from before the Hammerkin elves were even here. You don't. This is not from any elves that actually live around the area. Kiska would barely recognize it as something you see in like old art from the before times. But it uh, is a. It is an elven. It is a luck blade. It is a plus two. It is a rapier. I uh, will look at our party, and I will look at uh, Creo. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't offer this to you. I feel uh, definitely seems currently up your alley and might help you hit a little bit better in the future, and I kind of give you a, a big old cheesy grin and wink. <laughs> kind of say, well, that was because I had never fought such a monster before, but uh, I don't know. I have my rapier, which I have named Wit, and I say, but don't you also use such a sword? But I am far less of a skilled fighter than you, my friend. My talents lie more in inspiring you to your greatest heights. Uh, how I long to write your epic poem. I will do this one day, you realize. We'll just have to get you into that epic battle. Good versus evil. Uh, Dear God, are you going to keep talking like that? Yes, yes, I am. You, you hear, like, the, the palate in your head going, oh, by the sun. How I know I'm doing this right is that repentance hates this, which means it is the exact correct course of action. Uh, but no, you are far more a frontline fighter than I am. I am much more akin to the back line. I was only attempting to aid you by flanking the beast. So uh, if you are not too sentimentally attached to your current rapier, perhaps you can give this one a name. It is uh, much better at hitting things. Um, and if I is a luck blade, if you do not know what a luck blade is, my friend, uh, it is of a second circle of enchantment, which means it'll allow you to hit and damage things ever so much better than you could on your own. Uh, and you can actually call upon it. You can call upon the latent luck within it to reverse your fates uh, of any type should they befall a negative connotation upon you. Uh, it's very, very good. Very, very good. It might have other abilities, but I I am not going to attune to it, and I hand it over to you. It, it, trust me, you should use it. I I take the rapier, nod, and, like, a bow in a very, like, thankful way. Oh, there's one more thing you know about it from the Identify spell. I know, but I'm not, I, if, I, if it's what I think it is, I'm not telling him. Okay. <laughs> it is what you think it is. Uh, should I roll the d4? Or do you want to do that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Only a one. That's good. Yeah, well, even with the penalty, it still has the one. One, yeah. Okay. Uh, so out of character, it can also, it has a charge or charges of the wish spell. It currently has one. I'll let you figure that out when you attune to it. I want it to be a surprise. Your, your character will know when you attune to it, but I want, you, I want it to be a thing. surprise. This is that thing that uh, yes. Mischief had <laughs> and never used. Okay. So when you get it attuned, uh, do you attune it? It takes about half an hour. Okay. Yeah, it's equipped. When you attune it, like as you finish the process of attuning it, golden runes appear up and down its surface, and the tarnish that was on it flakes away, and the blade is revealed as this reddish gold metal. Um, and a basket hilt forms around your hand as the sword changes to look more like a modern rapier in your grip. And Delver just kind of nods as seeing this. He just nods knowingly. And you feel in it a presence, a, a, something like a, a mind reaching out and touching yours. And it says, 
You have one boon, you may ask me, in honor of the blood in your veins. And you discover that you have, you can now cast the wish spell once. Okay, and the wish spell... I see, so if I use all its charges, it's gone, but it... Yep, it and it's got one. It, it's got one. This, does it recharge every dawn? Nope. Or if you lose this, if you cast the one wish that it's got, it will lose it. And it will be just a, a luck blade, which is in itself is still a very good sword. Yeah, plus plus two with being able to re-roll an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw. Yep. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. You you now also have, while you have the sword on your person, you have plus two to saving throws. Yep. Because it's a plus two luck blade. Okay. But yeah, you have one wish. You When you cast it, it will be gone, because that way you'll be out of charges, and it'll just be a luck blade. So as we're just bedding down for the night, I will kind of just check everybody over, make sure everybody is good, do the rounds. This is Delver is kind of the dungeon mom when it comes to this type of stuff. <laughs> uh, so making sure everybody's got enough blankets and bedrolls and making sure your stuff's okay, goes through and mends anything that was torn for you. So any of your clothes or armor, he'll go through and cast mending uh, before he settles in for his uh, sentinel sleep. Anybody Kiska else? is literally already passed out. <laughs> yeah, Delver still dotes on you. It's just what yeah. he does. Kiska's asleep. Delver is being a mom. Isra, Creo, what do you do? Uh, Isra is going to keep watch for at least. Oh, keep on. Delver does not actually sleep. Yeah, yeah, I can actually, I can actually maintain vigilance. I just have to ma- remain inactive. So I'm conscious the entire time, mm-hmm. and I can just rotate my head around. It's fine. Um, yeah, well, but you're welcome. Isra, to, you're welcome to Isra take st- watch if you want. Yeah, Isra's still going to take first watch. I mean whatever you want to call it, and, you know, keep an eye out for a while. Because okay. that's, that's kind of her thing. Creo? Uh, then he's going to be looking at his sword if he falls asleep. Do you just look at it, or do you do anything else? Well, he's, you know, like, playing around with it. and Touches it lovingly. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> has, it, like, his bed roll. has it, like, laying next to him in his bedroll. Snuggles. <laughs> it's a nice uh, sword. Okay. I need... I would like wisdom saves from everybody. Oh boy. That seems fine. I'm just using saves. It's actually not a bad thing. I'm just trying to determine something. <laughs> hey, I rolled better than a 10. That's a 16. Okay. Well, Isra, Isra got an 8, so. Okay, so Isra got an 8. Kiska got an 11. Uh, Creo, what'd you get? 21. Okay. Uh, Creo, <sighs> while you're sleeping, or not really sleeping because you're in half elf sleep, right? Elves yeah. don't, but half elves Half elves sleep normally, yes. Yeah. Technically speaking, Kiska, you don't sleep. You're trancing. She's but, trancing, but she's like zonked yeah. out because she's not used to this whole fighting being thing, awake yeah. during the day thing. <laughs> yeah. So you're 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 in a like real heavy trance. Creo is actually sleeping. As you sleep, um, for at first it's just you actually have a normal dream of your childhood. Your mother uh, working uh, on some craft items. You running around in the yard. Uh, one of the larger elven children, uh, somewhat of a jerk named Thong. Uh, yes, his name was Thong, um, is basically trying to take uh, one of your toys away from you, and you're like avoiding him. You're moving faster than he can, but he's got a gang, so they're chasing you up and down the streets, and you run down in one of the the turns. They're not really alleys as such, because the village was very much uh, in the uh, elven style, but you run around a corner and come face-to-face with a presence, a uh, glowing form vaguely in the shape of a humanoid that you you fall down at it in on your feet like you fall down off your feet on your knees in front of it and the other children come running up behind you see it and run away in terror 
as it reaches down a glowing hand towards your head, and you wake up. Okay, and I don't remember other it what it looked like other than just glowing fill light. Mm-hmm. Nope, no figure, no no details. All right, and when I wake up, everyone else is still asleep, I assume. Oh, there's nobody here. Everyone else is gone. Yeah, it's just the mountains. Oh, that's creepy. All right, yeah. you are currently on um, in a like what looks to be water, except that you're not what? wet and you're not like you're just laying on it. Mm, dream spaces, gotta love. Them. Okay, that's much worse. So I guess I'm gonna just kind of uh hello out into the water. There's like some forms and shapes in the water. Now that you you think about it, you're like looking down, and as you say hello, something moves slowly, and then you realize it's like some kind of like the horizon underwater. This thin white line. So as if I'm seeing it from a distance. Yep, it looks like like sunrise or something. Like this thin white line that is like slowly getting like wider like this as if the sun was like very slowly coming up but white not like not golden like the sun if i look around above the water is there anywhere i can walk to i mean there's more water in every direction but nothing like that looks like a form that i recognize or could go to you don't see land or anything no it's like you are standing on water and it's just it's like you're on the the, the surface of like a extremely like huge but cool calm lake but you don't see anything in any direction. Just this, oh, well, there's kind of a darkness in the center of that giant white line, like a small point, or, well, maybe it's more like a slit. Okay, and if I kind of poke my foot at it? Well, it's you have no idea where it is. It's like your your feet are on the surface of the water, and they don't go in. Like, when you push your foot against it, it's like it's touching glass. Even though, like, you feel waves, you smell, like like you know salt air like brine you smell it but you can't your foot's not going into the water and it's not a horizon or a line anymore it's like an oval with this black slit that goes up and down like it has points at the top and you realize it's an eye an eye that is as large as the water surface like every direction you look this thing is there underneath you looking at you Okay, I guess. It's under the water? Uh, apparently. This episode. Okay, then I guess. Would you like to know his name? Okay, so I can hear it and. Mm-hmm. And the entire. In fact, when it does that, the entire surface of the water shakes. Like if you'd put like a, a frying pan with water on top of a subwoofer, it just dances. Like you, you, and you feel it more than you hear it. It's like every part of you shakes. So then I, I guess I think back. Well, partially confused but then also partially yes it doesn't seem to response to you thinking it okay then i guess also it occurs to you you don't know what language it's just spoken okay then i will try um uh using the cantrip message to think back to it kind of point and think and you just think yes yes what would you give for it and again the whole area shakes uh then suddenly i'm a lot less certain about the yes response that <laughs> I, i'm not like think now that i'm thinking about how weak i am on the middle of the water and then suddenly realizing that i could just be drowned or taken out here suddenly i, I don't really want to give anything now i just kind of want to go back and that you actually wake up again you're on the camp the sun is is rising uh you see delver like actually working to clean some pans. There's already some food made because I'm pretty sure that's what Delver would do. Um, 
and everyone else seems to be awake and, and looking over like, oh, hey, you're, you're up. Uh, the little rake of the little dragon comes over and goes, you missed the meat. There wasn't that much. Just a little bit. And she's lying. You guys all saw her eat like a ton of... She ate all of, <laughs> of Kratos' meat. Just, she's lying right to him. But it's okay. I'll, I'll take care of it next time. I'll make sure it doesn't go away. I just kind of like stretch like, oh, sorry. I, I guess I was exhausted and lost in dreams there. I'll, I'll just eat whatever is left over. She looks really sad. But yeah, I guess you gotta have food too. And then like kind of slinks over to Ezra. So it's morning time. What are y'all doing? Kiska, I guess doesn't look at the sign, just kind of glares balefully in the general direction of light and pulls her hood over her head. Doesn't actually hurt, but it is disconcertingly bright. It's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is sunrise, so yeah. it's not it's not sun up in the top of the sky yet. You're not looking forward to that. No, but it's that whole, oh, the light just crested over. Yeah, you're kind of like, and oh, it's oh, bright oh, geez, for a oh, minute, geez. and it's like, oh, God. <laughs> Uh, anybody else? Creo, what are you doing? I guess I'm looking for any leftover from breakfast. There's stuff that isn't it. meat didn't get didn't get consumed. So <laughs> stuff like bread and any fruit that was made and if anything vegetable based, that's all there. But the meat's gone. Okay, then I'll I'll eat that. I'm fine with that. Uh, Isra, Delver, what do you guys want to do? Um, Isra is sitting with Rika and like the handful of copper coins she picked up on the way out of the dungeon. She's uh, they're like spread out in front of her. And she's like spinning them, and Rika is like batting at them, maybe. Yeah, no, Rika's dancing around and going like yeah. she'll like wait for a long time and like have her eyes wide, 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 and then she just jumps, but she doesn't <laughs> actually know how to do this yet, so she doesn't hit them. She like jumps mm. but misses and is like, Oh, they were moved. Kiska watches this and then all of a sudden what do we do with all the, the gold? Put that up. Uh, I believe that would be what they call normal. Uh, so yes, we could definitely uh, we can definitely divide that up. There's 220 gold pieces. Uh, there is, and he looks around, one, three, four of us. So we can definitely divide that out. There's a couple of platinum too. Forget that. There are two. That two platinum, yes. Yeah. So the easiest way to com- to divide that would be to convert it to gold and then just yeah. add it. It's like ten one. gold, isn't it? Yeah, each platinum piece is 10 gold. Oh. So it'd be 20 gold total divided by four. That's uh, 240 gold total. Everybody gets 60. Yay! Once we've divvied up loot okay. and everybody looks like they're fed and ready, uh, Delver will get up, make sure that we start packing up camp. Uh, I believe we should head back to town and fulfill the obligation of our contract now with the added knowledge of how expensive this item is. Uh, perhaps see what our payment actually is. I'm almost kind of glad we negotiate ahead of well, now we can also put incidentals and damages on there as well. <laughs> like the hammer. Indeed. We're not going to tell them that we replaced it already. No, that would just be bad business. Uh, but yeah, does anybody have anything else they need to do out here before we start heading home? Uh, before before we leave, Isra is just habitually like kind of uh, doing whatever she can to make it not look like there was a party camped here, like kind of covering over and spreading just out where the fire was. Yeah. 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 Between the two of you, that's not a problem. I'm not even going to make you roll for it. Yeah, you could you, you tamp out the fires, get rid of the places where they were burning, uh, make sure that you know everybody's stuff has been packed up, that any sign mm-hmm. of trail sign is gone. Yeah, you, you can't like completely erase the fact that this place yeah. has been used as a camp because it's been used as a camp by a lot of people, but you, you definitely conceal that you were there. Uh, you don't leave anything that would identify you. As far as you, you're pretty sure you did it. Yeah. Kiska's not, yeah. not really concealing so much as we didn't leave a trace behind. <laughs> yeah, just cleaning up. Yeah. Between the two of you, it's not a problem. Uh, 
So because it's there's nothing else happening, we're going to smash cut to the gates of the <laughs> Weirs. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a hike. Like I said, it's about six hours. Um, during that time, uh, Rika plays with like butterflies that go by and tries to talk to squirrels and ask them to come down to play, but they don't. Um, which is really bummer for her. And finally she gets tired and goes back inside the quiver and sleeps. Uh, how long does it take, Kiska's talking to Isra, how long does it take for a dragon to be grown? They, they do grow quickly, but it, it does take a while. It's a while. And I mean, uh, I don't know, but Isra would know. Particular case, because of the uh, class feature that we're using here, Isra is aware that the drake will grow in power as is she's fed and cared for. Um, and it, it is a very mercurial thing. Uh, if she, if she was being raised by her her draconic parents, mm-hmm. uh, it could take decades. But because she's in a situation where she needs to get big as fast as possible, dragons can actually adjust that kind of thing. Oh, it's an it's like a survival instinct. They will grow faster. Um, there's a downside to that in that she will not learn all the stuff that her parents would have taught her. Isra's mm-hmm. as good a substitute as you can get, but she's not a dragon. Right. Nope. So there's certain magics and certain things that she will eventually have to go off and learn herself. But that's not, that could be decades in the future. I guess it's she, mostly just kind of like how long before she can kind of defend herself. It depends, but she she actually theoretically could do some damage right now. She's yeah, not helpless. She can't just, just not, not a lot. Yeah. But we don't want her to hurt herself. As she gets more. As, as Isra teaches her more things, is that she'll grow into a form that can actually be ridden. Uh, cool. But that's that's down the road. But as you she two are talking can, about that... Um, you probably know that she can bite, and it stings. Yeah. Yes. She, she doesn't mean to, but, you know, meat. Yeah. She likes meat. Yeah. She, also, she also theoretically likes to eat um, gems. Okay. Especially emeralds. She does like to eat emeralds. Mm. So she's very wistfully staring at that comb every so often. Like, <laughs> but she doesn't attack and eat it because she knows better. That would be rude. It's your guy's treasure, so she's treasure is extremely important to dragons. She knows not to take somebody else's treasure, <laughs> but that's why she was so excited about the copper coins because she was like, "Treasure, yeah, yeah. the the copper coins are now hers." Yeah, yeah, she, like a, she's she's tiny, like sleeping tiny. on them. Yeah, she's sleeping on them right now. <laughs> it's the tiniest dragon hoard, but it's a start. All right, so uh, you get back into town. Um, the weirs is interesting in that, like. From the side you're approaching, uh, the river itself, the River Dene, is is very large, and there's the the weird dams, which are actually to the north a, a good ways. They're about five miles north of the actual town because of there's just so much water passing through them. They generate a lot of force, and there's a good amount of non-navigable coastline at that area where those those dams, the water falls down into the river. Um, that's where a lot of the industries and stuff are. It's a fair distance from town because they don't want people to live near it. Uh, it's quite unpleasant, actually. Uh, Kiska doesn't even like being near it because there's a lot of smoke and a lot of hammering. And it's just, it's very not the way. It's loud your pe- and yeah, gross. Not the way your people. Um, but the, the actual area of town, there's actually several areas, but the, the town itself, the, the place where people live, has three or four. There's like, of course, the the expensive part of town, which just you know usually gets named something like High Town. Um, there's the wharf, which is actually the place where people sail into the river from the south. Uh, that's there's a lot of trade that goes in and out via the river to the south. 
the river to the north, because the dam is there, they actually have to lower the boats uh, through a, like a series of locks to get them down here. Um, and they do. And there's, so there's travel from the north as well. They also pull into the wharfs, but most of it comes from the south. Um, the most of the over the travel from the north is actually overland or comes down the river for a while, then goes overland because they don't want to deal with the, the dam. But that's where Greasy Fingers' uh, shop is, which is itself just called Greasy Fingers Shop because Greasy Fingers is a lot of things, but good at naming is not one of them. Uh, you guys walk, after you, you reach town, you, you walk by various stores and businesses and there's a couple of taverns, uh, one that you guys have been to a few times called the Hook and Claw, and you finally get to Greasy Finger Shop and walk in, and it is just as horrible smelling and dark and dingy as you remember. Uh, but a tiny goblin girl, about five or six years old, uh, looks, looks around the corner and goes, Ma! Ma, they're here! They're here! She waves. Uh, her name is Isabel. You will remember her. Uh, Rika wakes up hearing the goblin girl goes, oh, it's toy and jumps over and like starts <laughs> dancing on her head. And the goblin's like shrieking, but laughing. And she like runs around the, the back of the store with the, the dragon, like playing with her hair. And uh, greasy fingers comes walking out and goes, huh? Oh, good. You're back. You're going to try and get a lot of money from me. Yep. Yep. I got another idea. How would you like to own a house? A house. House yeah, seems considerably where? less than the value though, depending on where yeah. this house is. That's the thing. Do you guys remember Alyssa half half scares half scars, the uh, orc mercenary from the east? Do we <laughs> make a go ahead and make a? This would be a history check, and it anybody can make it. Eighteen, ten, <laughs> thirteen. Oh, okay. I got a six. I don't. Alyssa half scars. Well, Isra knows this is a very important person from the Goranth Empire. She came to basically be their ambassador although she does not actually have that title she's actually a margrave is the title that she goes by she came about 10 years ago and she's been staying in a very nice mansion uh in the in the heights the the high town whatever you'd want to call it she just decided to build herself another place and this one is outside of town she's building herself her own little fort uh, she has the permission of the, the the Lord High Mayor and the Lord Lady Mayor, sorry, Lady High Mayor, and the uh, the the Merchantile Council that rules the Weirs, because they want to secure the trade route between the Weirs and the Goranthi, because there's been all sorts of bandits and stuff attacking. So she's taken that on herself, which means she needs to unload her mansion. That much you knew about. You didn't uh, know Greasy Fingers had to Alyssa Halfscars. Alyssa Halfscars. I just kind of look at everybody else. Smoky out there. I'm just kind of curious how you are selling this house. Oh, I ain't That's selling a good it. Good question. I ain't selling it. I got paid it. She wanted hmm. something done. I'm the one who can do it. Also, it's not Alyssa. It's a Lays. My apologies. It's a Lays. A Lays half scars or Lays mini scars. Sorry, didn't quite remember it. But she wanted me to make her something. I did it, and in in payment for it, she unloaded that house on me. Must have been something really special. It was, but I don't tell people things like that. I, I'm, I am what you call confidential. I don't mm. think that's a. I'm pretty sure it's a word. It's probably pretty cromulent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got paid that house, which ain't of any real value to me. But it could be useful to y'all because you ain't got no house and no place to live, and you're all living in taverns and such. Uh, I know you got kin in the city, and she looks at uh, Isra. Is for nods. But I'm thinking 
I could definitely use that horn to good effect, and y'all could use this fancy mansion, which I, I freely admit I've already looted of all the colorful knickknacks and such <laughs> that I could sell and unload. So I ain't pretending that I'm getting cheated here. But the the pure value of the house is easily more than the things. So are you saying the place is not? Well, there's a bed in it. I could move that thing. A I single could... bed. <laughs> uh, it's kind of big. <laughs> Real big. Kind of made of like a rock of something. Do what would I? What would I? Uh, I think it would be an insight check or something like that, right? I want to know if I think that the the house is actually worth that much. Go ahead and make an insight check. Yeah. 14. You think she's being on the front. Like, she's not lying. Uh, she doesn't have a reason to lie. She probably made as much again just selling all the expensive furnishings and art that was in the place as it's worth. I just kind of look at everybody else. Well, but it's probably, let's put it this way. If it's in the high town, it's it would cost you like 30,000 gold to move there. It is true that we spend a lot of money on the inns in this place. So this is essentially a mansion, not a house. I mean, you know, whatever. No, 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 no. This is me. At, this is player Joe asking DM. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is a mansion. Okay. It is not a big mansion, but it is a bedrooms and bathrooms? Well, it's a mansion. It's got like, you know, it's got close to 30 rooms. You could sleep where okay. the heck you want. But it's not like, it is not as big as the mayor's house. Okay. Let's put it that way. But it is a big place. Alaise is important. She is wealthy. Uh, she is also representing the most powerful nation anywhere. As far as you guys, nobody knows of a more powerful empire than the Goran. Also, she had a really big warg, so she she needed room for that. All right. I mean, uh, Isra just shrugs. I mean, I'm perfectly happy camping. I mean, I, this is whatever y'all want. We could use a base of. It could make for a good future guild house if we decide to to incorporate later. Hmm. And the with it being as large as it is, we could give your little companion possibly her own room. She could nest. She could hoard. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, when I uh, when I see, I, I will eventually remember the uh, the dragon's name. Rika. Rika. I toss a gold piece at Rika. <laughs> that, that gold piece is gone before it gets five inches away from your hand. And I say, Rika, would you like to have like, a like, place to have your own hoard? She jumps off of the kid's head, snags it, bounces off of you, and is back <laughs> on the kid's head. Holding it in her in her mouth, like her beak, and she just goes because <laughs> the gold coin is clamped in there real good, and she's not letting it go. She's actually bending it a little. <laughs> I and I, I, I look at Isra. I believe that's a yes. Well, what she wants, she gets. Well, also, you know, I want to stay friendly with her because when she gets bigger, well, that's just going to be fun. Uh, Creo, do you have a reaction to this? Yeah, I, he's all like he likes the idea of having a place to set up. Not used to. Um, camping and traveling quite so much having to uh keep paying for rooms at the end she's like well it looks like you guys are thinking about it and i hate it when people do that so I'll, I'll sweeten the deal a little bit i'll make you something i'm gonna be able to make a lot of stuff with this uh dm voice since only two of you got magical items two more of you at this time <laughs> <laughs> um i think this sounds like a good idea and we can spend our time furnishing and securing the location Basically, anything about as good as the luck blade or the plus two trade axe you can pick up. So go look at plus two magic items. And then if you see one that you think is a little more powerful, go ahead and ask me. Because luck blade mm -hmm. is a pretty strong item. Okay. 
Yeah, luckily, well, I mean, hey, we literally have Wish it at level three. Wish. <laughs> yeah. Wish yeah. So, yeah. Like, I think Delver didn't get anything. Correct. Uh, Kiska didn't get anything. And Isra, technically, you didn't get anything. Yeah, I mean, I have my quiver. Yeah, but you didn't get anything from the. the yeah. uh, repentance got an axe, and since I'm Repentance's DM, I'm feeling somewhat <laughs> generous. Uh, and Creo got a really good sword. So go ahead and look for stuff. This is now a shopping episode, so go ahead. How exciting! Uh, if, if you want, we can just talk about stuff she has. Like yeah. she makes she makes things. Why don't we start with that? And I think okay. at this point, I think everybody is in agreement. So I will hand over both halves of the the horn. Okay, she and takes reach them. reach the hand out for this hand handshake to secure the deal. Okay, she shakes your hand. Uh, unfortunately, her fingers are greasy. I don't feel it. I'm stone and yeah. I'm stone and, and metal and weird. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Great. I just but absorb she, it into the other grease. It's fine. She, she hands you a very large, elaborate-looking skeleton key type thing, except it's made out of like what looks like to be hammered gold and gold enamel. Okay. It's actually got like gold with gold inlay, which is like, why would you do that? But yeah, it's it's <laughs> got a need, that it's got a magical need. gemmy thing in it, and that's you need it to get through the lock. So it's yours now. Wonderful, thank you. Uh, but yeah, here's here's what we got uh, for you, adventuring types. Uh, and she goes over to a roll top desk and flips it open, uh, and like just going through her notes. Okay, um, she looks at uh, Keska. You're into the the whole like nature thing, right? I got yeah. me a thing that I actually traded for. I didn't make this because it's not my deal. Uh, it's called a staff of the woodlands. You got that if you're into that kind of thing. Um, let me know because that's that's the kind of thing I got. Um, is it a staff or a quarter staff? It's a quarter staff, but it's a staff. I mean, it's, okay. most staffs are. Let me actually get the staffs for Staff of the Woodlands up. Yeah, because I don't have Staff of the Woodlands. Is... Oh, I'll read it to you since you, this is not a case where you have to get it identified. The staff can oh, be wielded. Yeah. yeah, staff is, is a uh, can be wielded as a magic quarter staff that grants a plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it. While holding it, you have a plus two bonus to spell attack rolls. Staff has ten charges for the following properties: it regains one d six plus four expended charges daily at dawn. If you expend the last charge, roll a d twenty on a one. The staff loses its properties and becomes a non magical quarter staff. Uh, spells you can use an action to expend one or more of the staff's charges to cast. One of the following spells from it using your spell save DC. Animal Ooh. friendship, animal friendship, one charge. Awaken, five charges. Bark skin, two charges. Locate animal or plant, two charges. Speak with animals, one charge. Speak with plants, three charges. Wall of thorns, six charges. Yep, you can also use an action to cast pass without trace, blah, blah. So that's, that's the uh, staff of the woodlands that she's offering you. I would absolutely love that. All right, uh, go ahead and add it to your character sheet. Uh, she turns to uh, Delver. All right, uh, you're harder to shop for. I kind of, her, I knew she was into that kind of thing. You, I got no idea. You like talking? Most of the time, yes. Um, I can make you like a magical horn that makes you better at talking. That would sound great. All right, hold on. I know this damn thing and I can't find it. <laughs> ah. It's not a horn of blasting, that's for sure. And it's not a horn of Valhalla. I mean, I know that there's Iun Stones of Leadership, which boost charisma. can't tell if Matt's looking or if he's been, like, talking and muted for now. <laughs> no, I'm I'm looking. I'm not talking. Talk amongst yourselves. I mean, the other item that we could possibly ask for, I mean, how, how uncommon what? is it? We, have, we don't have a bag of holding. Bag of holding is real. Yeah, you could ask for a bag of holding. Absolutely. Oh. So, oh, you want, oh, you want a bag? 
I can do a bag. It's easy. Yeah, that's not a problem. Then we can go back and get all that copper. <laughs> uh, I think the tomb in. collapsed. <laughs> yeah, there would be some digging involved. I don't think it's. Yeah, yes, actually, I'm going to dig up a half mountain that collapsed on top of 1,500 copper pieces. I think, I think the, s- the smart choice as the raid mom or the dungeon mom would be to get the bag of holding. All right. Uh, go ahead and add a bag of holding to your inventory, then. Since you are the mom, you have it. It's my, it's my, <laughs> it's my purse. It's fine. All right. Uh, then that leaves Isra. You, I'm assuming you want some kind of shooty thing. Uh, shooty things are kind of my thing. That's true. Does it have to be a bow? Or do you what, do you want a gun? Because I do guns. Oh more, well, I do guns. Oh I, my! I I I do appreciate the quality of your craftsmanship, but guns are very noisy. Not quite my thing. All right, hold on. I'm gonna go in the back. At the mention of guns, <laughs> Delver hears a, a very distant yeehaw in the back of his head. <laughs> Seriously, you're talking about yourselves. I'm, I'm uh, looking at this list. Yeah, of things. yeah. There's there's a lot of things. Kiska is very happy with staff and just kind of looking at it. It's got like stuff on the end of it. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's like a really rad stick. <laughs> that does look like a very fine staff. Isra is kind of admiring it. Oh, it'll help many things. This plus the house. Yes, I think. And the bag. And something for you. I think that'll that will suffice. She comes out from the back. I found it! And what she has found looks to be like it's made out of horns hey and it's like you look at them from it you realize these are dragon horns and they're not they're not cut dragon horns these are obviously shed dragon horns from a dragon Mm. that grew out of its you know grew too big for them and grew new ones there's a bunch they're like all woven together into like the shape of a dragon's wing okay that is some fine craftsmanship yeah this this was made for somebody old friend of mine unfortunately she ain't here no more uh she holds it like up and it says here and, and holds it out to you. Go ahead and touch it. Uh, if it likes you. Isra will, yeah, Isra will touch it. All right. Um, it has been infused with the essence of an emerald dragon, an emerald gem dragon. And it, it basically uses when you hit with an attack roll using this magic bow, uh, the target takes an extra windy six damage of the same type as the breath weapon infused in the bow. And uh, I forget what the emerald dragons is. Psychic. But it's, yeah, so it does 1d6 psychic damage extra when you hit. It gives its target migraines. Yeah, uh, it is called a dragon wing longbow. Okay. You can add that to your character sheet. Just remember that it's psychic damage. Okay, yeah, I can do these things. And if you, hold, load, a- no, if you load no ammunition in this weapon, it produces its own, automatically creating one piece of magic ammunition when you pull back the string. The ammunition created by the bow varies, vanishes the instant after it hits or misses a target. Okay. And proficiency it's with like, a longbow, you know, blah, blah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I have this cool quiver, and now I don't need ammunition. So the quiver is just going to be, like, totally filled with dragon toys now, basically. Well, I mean, you, can still, use, you can still use magic arrows and such, or oh, yeah, like, silver-headed yeah, yeah. arrows or what have you. But yeah, it is, it is a really nice longbow. Thank you. This is, this is also very quite nice. the weapon. Thank you. So, you sure you just want a bag? She, like, looks over at uh, Delver. Let's I mean, uh, let's maybe circle back after I've had some forethought to think about it. But the bag for now, I think, would be f- all right. I want the bag back if you want something else. That's fair. Or you could buy something. I mean, I do I do make stuff for money. That's also true. I hear that but you yeah. can exchange money for goods and services. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I should do it. Um. Unless you got something you want to unload, I'll take out the uh, jeweled comb. Her eyes go really wide, which since she has big metal <laughs> goggles on her head, like get really, really <laughs> wide. 
what the heck? Where did you get that? Oh. Is that, that in the tomb? Yeah, it was in the tomb, all right. Yeah. Holy crap. You put it down on the table, man. Put it down on the table. Okay. She goes and gets, like, a, a gizmo out and, like, pushes, like, holds it over it and, like, turns it on. And, of course, it lights up with, like, a magical... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh gee. I wonder. I'm going to hold on one second. And she runs back. And meanwhile, her kid is still, like, you know, being, like, played with by Rika. <laughs> toy, toy. Um, except she's saying it with, like, like the coin in her mouth. So <laughs> but, and the kid is, like, giggling and shrieking. And they're just rolling around. Um, she, when when Freezy Fingers comes back, she's like, yeah, I, I think it is. That's an elf star. She holds it, like, takes out a, a piece of, like, slate that's got symbols carved in it you recognize them as extremely old elven uh you you know that they're old they are from before the time when elves had different like there were dark elves and high elves and woods elves this is before that when there's just every elf was just an elf wow and they had these talisman type combs they would actually wear in their hair that signified that you know who they were and where they were from like this is from the katan from the people who went underground. Surprising. It's from before Drow existed. It's from the people who were the Drow ancestors. The fact that you kind of know, the, the fact that you've even heard of it is actually a, a tribute to how much learning you have. But, it's a druid thing. Yeah, wow. Um, I, I can't give you what this is worth. I don't have that much money. You don't have another house? No. Guess kind of smiles. <laughs> I, I got my house, but I want to keep it. Um, I live there. Plus, it's in the back here. What are you going to do with it? So uh, uh, then how much is this worth? I got no idea. To the right elf, it would be priceless. Like they would... picks it up and kind of yep. looks at it. To the right elf. Are there elf... any markings or anything on Yeah, there's, there's lots of markings. It's, been... it's made out of silver. It's extremely well made. And there's like almost like scrimshaw along the tines. But the tines are very small, so it's very hard to see. You can is just... it uh, legible? It's legible, you think, but you don't read this this is not a, this is not the script elves use now it's not elvish sylvan or druidic it's like it's something that elvish sylvan and druidic all come from oh like it's, a root, sort of like latin yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's you're looking at it going i recognize like it would be like looking at the original phoenician alphabet oh okay yeah and you like you recognize some of these shapes you know that that's probably the, what becomes an a but not all of them and you really have no idea what it says. It would take somebody like an extremely knowledgeable elven scholar. None of not nobody that the Weirs actually has, at least as far as you know. I kind of look at the others. I can't afford it. I was going to hand it to you anyway. I mean, just on its value of materials and stuff, you're looking at like seven, seven, eight k gold. Well, I'm not but interested that's, in the materials. Yeah, if you find if you find a right elf, I mean that thing that thing could start wars. Uh, yeah, I've always wanted to see an Elven star. You have. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Wow. I can't I don't know why it doesn't have the the aura though. The aura? Yeah, um I looked at it for magic and it's got magic on it, but it doesn't have like it's supposed to be able to like summon forth the gateway. I don't know what that means, but you know, that's in the old writing. Here, and she pulls the slate out again and puts it down on the table. This you can kinda read. It's like if you were like looking at it. (laughs) It's like if you went back and read the original Beowulf in the original Old English. Okay, yeah. Like you can, you can. The the S's are all F's and things like that. (laughs) Yeah, this is messed up, but you can kind of puzzle it out. Uh, Anybody here who speaks any form of Elven can. Okay. It's like it talks about you know, and you know, together they all fought alongside that those who were our progenitors type stuff, and 
you know, summon forth the gateway to the world if that is our, our heritage. But it's, you know, this thing's cracked in half for one thing. Half of the text is not here. So is, and, it, is it a stone with like words etched in it? Is that what it's like, yeah, it's like a piece of slate. Okay. And it's got stuff etched in it, basically? Yeah. You know, carved in it like a cuneiform tablet. Okay. It actually, it, the, the easiest thing to think of is, like, imagine if somebody went and made a cuneiform tablet out of, out of clay and then turned it to stone. Didn't harden it, didn't fire it, just turned it to stone. That's what this is like. Kiska's it doesn't gonna, even look carved into it. It looks like shape. Kiska's going to look at her and go, can I rubbing it? Uh, sure. Uh, here. And she, has like t- she has like 10 of them. She pulls one. I make rubbings of this thing all the time. Thank you. I'm always trying to figure it out. And then she looks at Isra and Creole. Do you mind if I keep... Isra just shrugs her shoulders. She doesn't place particularly high, high value on money. And he just kind of nods and gestures that it's fine okay she's gonna pocket and she's also gonna roll up the rubbing carefully put that next to i mean this might some people say these things come from before the split between goblins and elves even although i don't believe that because you know i mean we're not we're not fey folk i don't get it some people say we are but i don't know know nothing about that i just make stuff but yeah uh wow an elven star that is crazy we had some others we had the axe but well the axe that the axe and the sword are gone then you just had money and the comb that was basically oh, okay it. and that was it okay well that's all right then thank you for the information that's just as valuable really you, you know you could always go up to that like uh that school the one where they teach people how to like play musical instruments and be jerks uh but that they might know something they got people who learn things instruments and jerks. It, it's a very good school well, yeah cool. oh, the the fanthalavar academy for the magical and performing arts oh and it's up the hill it's it's not too far away from your new house, actually. So would they know about this? They might. I don't know. I they I couldn't get in. Like I tried to study there, and they're like, we don't teach goblin. Rude. Very yeah. rude. Well, you know, that's, that's what what happens sometimes. People are people are jerks about the whole halfling goblin thing. Sorry, didn't kill a halfling. <laughs> <laughs> mama, mama, can I keep them? No, you can't keep him. He's the he's the nice lady's friend. And, and Rekha go, can I keep her? No, you cannot keep. But she's a good toy. You you cannot keep people as pets. I keep you. We can <laughs> we can visit occasionally. All right. Bye, toy. Bye, bye, funny cat. They hug, and then Rekha like slinks over and climbs up. Here. I'm gonna ask Greasy Fingers. Do you do you have anything like? shiny that maybe a small dragon could play with? Uh, hold on. I'm gonna be honest, m- nothing around here is all that shiny. You know how it is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but, hold on, I got she reach rummages underneath the table and goes, oh, well, maybe this will work. Uh, pulls out what appears to be a piece of an old shield. Okay. Um, but it's, it is obviously made out of, um, if not silver, something like silver. Uh, you're not sure, you're not a metallurgist or anything. Uh, but she pulls it out and holds it up. It's like a triangle, like a small, it would have possibly been the boss of a shield. You're like, yeah, I, I never could get this thing back on. So, you know, if you want to use that, that ain't too bad. That'll be yeah. like five copper. Yeah. Still hand over the copper. Thanks. No problem. And it, it, it's like, it in you don't even, you don't that? even get to do that. As soon as you even have it in your hand, <laughs> it gets glomped on and dragged into your, into your quiver. <laughs> In the horde, in the horde, in the horde. It's not a quiver anymore. It's her horde. <laughs> Until we give her her own room, then she'll have a horde. Uh, she's she's gonna outgrow this eventually, and mm. 
But if you don't, if our business is done, and I'm pretty sure it is, I got to get to work on something because this is going to be great. Uh, so, yeah. She hands, uh, Kiska, I don't think she had handed over yet. She hands over the half of the horn. Okay. Obviously. Is it still and, seething? <laughs> yeah, it's still seething. Yeah. That's just the magical essence at this point. Yeah. Did we hand her the other half? I assumed he did when they did the handshake. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 All right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, she's got both halves of it now. She, uh, nods and goes, you know, you know the door. I'm I'm going back to get to work. Thank you. The the kid. Oh, I'll I'll show him out. I mean, he's about keys to the place, or is it? We already gave you the key. Yeah, we got the giant skeleton key. Cool, great. So closing's done. (laughs) You were nicer than the orc lady, although she wasn't too bad. But she was scary. She big and has teeth. I I guess you have teeth. Your teeth aren't as big. No, they are kind of pointy. Little. The better to nibble with. Yeah, people say that our teeth aren't any good because they're all flat. Nah. <laughs> some of us, Mama says some goblins sharpen them, but we don't do that here. I would. Sounds like that would. It. Sounds like that would hurt. Yeah. Uh, but hurting's supposed to be good. It's good to hurt because then hmm. you get really mad. My my dad's family says you get really mad and you stick people. That's what you're supposed to do. Mom's like, I don't want to do that. That's stupid. You're stupid. And they got mad. Oh. I mean, I like it here because there's food. And and we're not like naked all the time, and and we don't have to like worry about adventurers coming by and killing us. But um, I kind of miss having other goblins to talk to. There's not that many goblins here. I wouldn't think that there'd be that many. No, Mom says that most goblins want to live in the woods and people. You can make friends with other people, though. She just kind of looks confused at the idea of people wanting to be a friend. I mean, you're yeah. nice and you like to play. Yeah, I suppose. But most kids run away when they see us and, and say, "Ah, goblin will bite us." Well, yeah, but you aren't. You'll always be welcome where we are. Yes. Okay. Bye, nice, strange cat. She waves at Rika, who pokes out <laughs> of the, the equipment and goes, Goodbye, toy. And well, I guess we should go find our house. I think before we do that, we should make one other stop. But I think we make a small investment. How much would it cost us to furnish furnish a house that big, modestly? Uh, enough furniture for the, the, the group of you probably cost you like 25 gold, depending on how expensive you want it to be. Like, if you want it to look like it belongs in that house, 50 gold. <laughs> but if you want to just furnish the house and have, like, tables and stuff, yeah, 25 gold for the whole thing. Uh, like, 10 gold if you're just doing specific rooms. I'll throw in 10 <clears throat> towards that. I will... I, I would recommend that we do the 50. I like things that yeah. match. I'm just going to throw in... <laughs> you I'm hear just repentance throwing in your, 10 towards that. <laughs> you hear repentance in your head. Since I didn't get any gold from the adventure that I took part in, why don't you take my share and pay for furniture so I have a place to sleep when I'm not you? We are one body. We've discussed this. I cannot count how many times. We're going to keep discussing it because I don't want to stay in the same room as you. That's fine. You've got a mansion. You can get me my own room. Oh, of course. You can have your own room. I'm not going to dispute that. I don't want to be around weapons and things like that. Just, well, I'm not going to have a lot of weapons in it. I just have the one. Repentance. Okay, I'm probably going to get more weapons. We Yes, correct. We both know this. It has been how many years? We know. I don't know how many years it's been. That's Do we true. know how many years it's been? I thought we did at one point. We'll have to discuss oh. that later. Well, you have 10 gold for me, and then however much you want to throw in, and then everybody yeah. else can throw in if they want. Just just tell me how much gold of this I owe, and you'll have it. Yeah, if if you're going for the full 50, uh, that's put 20 yeah. roughly for, 10. Yeah, 20 and then 10, 10, 10, 10. I think I threw in 10, but yeah. the indie beyond yeah. freaked out when I said that. Well, we'll worry about it later. That's, that doesn't take you very long to set up, but you do have to go to like a the local 
furniture stores, which sure. I didn't actually bother to come up with. So yeah. just later on, I will work out stores you went to. Uh, so while we're doing that, Kiska's going to kind of like pull Cray to the side and go, this that she was talking about. You're with it? I'm going to put the name in, oh. the, uh, in the staff, you know, the D&D channel, so you guys will have it. I say, oh, well, my uh, training in both how to be a um, diplomat and, of course, how to uh, fight. D- don't worry about how that one went earlier. I, I assure you that one-on-one in a duel with uh, others, I- I'm quite skilled. Yes, that that is where I went and I trained. Do they have a library? Of course. that they Can are... anybody go to the library? Uh, if not, then as an alum, I should be able to get us in. To, I would uh, be very interested. Well, then. Uh, it's not well, quite a request. <laughs> the, well, once we're settled, then yes, we should be able to go and uh, look this Thank up. Thank you. I'm very curious. She's kept it in her bag. She hasn't pulled it out like in public just because yeah. after hearing the origin of it, She's like, yeah, I'm not going to show anybody that. But the rubbing, she'll show that. Anyway. So, yeah, interested in that. Okay. And uh, uh, the trip to the well, team furniture thing takes about half an hour. So now it's about an hour later when you're actually heading towards your house. Unless Israel wants to go somewhere else. Uh, no, I just want to say while we're out and about, I try to keep Rika in the quiver and kind of have my cloak thrown over it. She's actually really smart, so she understands she shouldn't be showing yeah. herself to people. So she mm-hmm. does she does stay in the quiver most of the time, unless something smells really good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe stop and get like some food, some takeout on the way home. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not. Yeah, like they, they, a whole some, pile up. There are actually are a lot of places that make food like that here. It's a uh, few, few people really know this, but actually, like ancient Rome had tons of takeout stands. It's not even a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so, did. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the the Weirs has that kind of thing. Street street food uh, was very common. Yeah, there's Garant there's like Garanti cooking. There's uh stuff from the the nations to the west, the Thousand Kingdoms. There's uh an Ag Hat, a noodle shop. Uh the Ag Hat are really weird guys from the north that nobody knows much about, but they make great noodles. Um all sorts of neat stuff in them. Like there's a seafood noodle basket that's to die for. There's a I know what they call the 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 gulping gourmet to go which has like, you know, 13 different kinds of uh, various spicy vegetables. It's really, it's actually really delicious. It's completely vegetarian. Um, various other things there. Uh, there's the, the Garanthi barbecue is really fascinating because what happens is you go and they seat you around this big metal table and you get like a number and you just mm-hmm. hold up the number and they bring you meat. I was going to say, do they cook in front of you and make like yep. little volcanoes out of the rice? Uh, no, they don't do the volcano thing. <laughs> But they do cook in front of you, and you just you, you hold up your number when you want meat put on your plate, and they just shovel meat onto your plate. Nice. And they've got like lots of really hot sauces, and they do a kind of braised um, dumpling type thing. It's made it's made out of like a a mix of grains that have been like mashed up and cooked in in this like a kind of dairyish type sauce. It's actually really good. It, it goes on the side. There's so there's that. There's there's tons of different options. There's also a lot of fishing in the area because, you know, big river. river. Yeah. So there's there's a fair amount of like when I say it's a big river, we're talking like like the Amazon or the, the, the you know, the River Rhine or what have you. It's an enormous river. Yeah. It's it's big. So there's a fair amount of, of, of seafood to be had. Not seafood. Yeah, but, I'll know. grab yeah. I'll grab a fair amount of like whatever kind of grilled meat smells best on our way. There's actually like one point a, a rather a very old dragonborn you know by looking at him his he's uh 
he's he's a a a gold one. He's got like cracks and fading in his scales. He he is old, but he seems he's really big and hearty. Uh, he he like uh, serves you up a a platter of roast disruptor beast. Um, the disruptor beasts are like weird underground critters. They're not dis- displacer beasts. They're different. Kiska's very interested in that. Yeah, you guys would have eaten it all the time. They're also known as yeah. cave. Cra- they're also known as cave crawlers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would have eaten it all the time. You're like, oh, she's my. like, oh, hey, home food. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, a drow. Haven't seen a drow in a while. How are you doing, lass? I'm Scottish. Um, I don't know why. Apparently, the dungeon master <laughs> just pulled out Scottish accents. It's strange, but anyway. Scottish on the banks of the zone. That's okay. Yeah. I'm a little out of place, but oh, you'll get used to it. Right. Apparently, a twenty. It only takes ten to twenty years to get used to the sun. Really? That's what my friend tell, Jenny tells me. It's not that. No, it's, it's an eye blink to you. That's all you know. Cave crawler. Yes. And that gets dealt with. How and... long have you? How long have you been here? Oh, I live here about forty years. Where I used to, I used to live then? up. At, I used to live up in the mountains. There's a little village up there. Uh, was you know, ro- rolled by a dragon, and it was very peaceful. I haven't been back, back in a while. No, I haven't been back in a while. Would I? Would I know this person? Uh, that's actually an interesting question. Would oh, you? Oh know yeah, if they're from up in the mountains. Uh, let's say this isn't to, to. This is just to see if you remember him. Uh, go ahead and okay. make me an int check. Oh well, that's uh, that's easy because it's plus zero. I rolled an eleven. Eleven. Okay. You don't know him, mm-hmm. but he looks an awful lot like like Orion, who was a gold dragonborn woman that you knew that lived up not not too far away from you actually um she had left she left five years before the the you know the those those shadow dragon attacked uh to go you know seek her fortune in the east her family uh like we're all living there when you were living Hmm. uh this guy is old enough to be like he's old enough to be your grandfather Hmm. and she was alia was actually older than you uh, oria sorry was actually older than you by about like twenty years. Mm-hmm. You knew of her. You know, it's it a relatively small area. It's hard not to know somebody. But yeah, no, you think you know the family. I mean, I won't comment on it. I'll just mm-hmm. I file this information away in my head. But yeah, he you know he provides the meat and you know then he goes back to chopping and cooking because you know cavern crawler doesn't cook itself. Mm. Um, these ones are Thank actually you. these ones are actually breaded. Like he has mm-hmm. like a batter type thing, a breaded batter thing. That he puts the the tentacles in and then cooks it up like calamari crawler tempura yeah basically nice he nods when you say that and it's like you know oh come on again we're you know here at orons we're always cooking thank you okay uh so yeah that's going to be it for this episode of the tavern watch plays into the weirs uh thank you guys for being here um i'm really 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 grateful for you all for showing up and especially for playing in my game because it's Ah, it's always a little tense when you're doing the first episode. You're doing the first session of a campaign. You don't really know what's going to happen. I'm, I oh, really, really highly entertaining. We got to yeah. fight things. We got to go shopping. <laughs> yeah, I was actually really the surprised shopping. that the fight went as well as it did. I, I, that was supposed to be a pretty hard fight. You guys, the web spun. spell. <laughs> it went yeah. well. Yeah. I, I mean, there was there was a wide range of things there, and so some of us either did really well, and the other half did really badly, and it averaged out. Yeah, that that uh, web spell was clutch. By the way, I, I did not see that coming. I <laughs> but yeah, you, um, you got to watch out for those druids. They're tricky. Drow druid casting web story at eleven. <laughs> yeah, web. It's like the Spider-Man PS5 game, but just with with uh with Kiska web. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I'm gonna let you guys say your goodbyes, and then we're gonna wrap it up. 
So thanks, everybody. And just as a reminder, shows like this are made possible only due to the generous contributions over at our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Uh, your support means the world to us, not just in monetary support, which, yes, we do like that, uh, but also the fact that you continue to listen to us, uh, you show up for our streams, you interact with us, and you definitely, you you seem like you're having a good time. We're having a good time, so it's always good. Um, but remember, if you do want to join our Patreon, it does give you early access to these podcasts, uh, and it does show your continued support and allows us to do other shows as well. Uh, and if you have any questions for any of our podcasts, make sure you go ahead and send them in. You can do it on Discord or you can send it into podcast at blizzardwatch.com. So thank you very much, everybody else. Thanks. It's fun. Built it. Enjoying it so far. Absolutely. Thanks. This has been a blast. Yeah, thank you. Druid is going to take some time to get used to. You can do it. You can do it. it I also like- want to thank I want to thank Andrew uh, for giving me a character who had so much stuff that you didn't bother to define. So I could just make up a magical academy and give it a different name and just boom, go. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. That's kind I, read, of the, I actually was reading your character sheet going, oh, that's going to come back to life. But that's that's the meat of the, that's the meat of this type of game, right? We're making oh, yeah, where the stuff is getting made up as we go along. So it's that's the experiment. I'm here for it. I love this. Well, Liz gave me this little dragon to play. <laughs> I'm loving playing Rika. It is so much fun. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody so much for being here. Uh, we're going to be possibly coming back this month. We don't know yet. We're going to try. Uh, yeah. If not, then you know we'll be back next month. But if we can do two this month, that we'll we'll give that a shot if people can make it. Uh, yeah, that's it. We're done. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.